Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. We're live? Yeah, we're live, bro. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome everyone to a what Wednesday edition of the A Side. Few few things of note before we kick off. It has been one year since I took over this show. I'm sure everyone remembers the awful audio debacles I've uh gone through and i'm glad we're here but i'm sorry we're like five minutes late but we made it nonetheless and of course on a little more somber note this is pizza carol's last day as co-host of the a side i'm sure he has a lot to say i'm sure he'll have a nice send-off but for now pizza what's the crack did i say that right man just yeah perfect it's uh just very warm here in ireland so i'm not really used to this and my hair has got so bad now that I've had to wear a hat to cover it up because it's so disgraceful. So I'm kind of putting myself in a lot of pain for you people. I hope you know that. I'm out here shedding blood for the A-side once again. <laughs> blood? What is warm, by the way? Ah, well, when you say it's warm in Dublin, what is warm? Uh, it's probably like... You see, we, we have the whole Celsius-Fahrenheit divide here as well, so this uh-huh. is going to be tough. Okay. It's, it's like... T- 20 degrees so, so that's what? like a million in your 20 degrees in 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 your language it is 34 degrees celsius where i am that's look look at this skin do you think yeah, i'm good for this look at yeah, this you would die you and oscar willis would die not, i think oscar willis would would like get a way better tan than me and that's worrying you know mm. what I mean? Like that is worried. I've got the word i might be the pastiest media member of all time so you say british people tan better Time better than me. <laughs> the state of me. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure Nye would would just evaporate into the ether. But anyway, of course, this is not our show. This is your all show. I'm sure you have a million questions for Pizzi. Probably none for me. Uh, maybe maybe Casey will chime in too. Uh, and we also, of course, it is fight week. Uh, we didn't have an episode last week because the technical gods hate us. Uh, for now, Casey, do we have any questions from our love yes sir let's go to them right now i'll open up my notepad from cam kelly gang on twitter hashtag the a side mike perry seems to have trouble finding people to corner him if you could pick anyone to corner him, who would it be? I'd go with the Diaz brothers. Well, first of all, I'm the last person in the world to give Mike Perry advice. Um, <laughs> I, feel, 
I give him some hair advice. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'm the last person that Mike Perry wants to hear from. So Pizzi, uh, Mike Perry needs coaches who should be in his corner. Darren Till, just for sheer yeah. enjoyment of the people. Like they, he'd, he'd try and fight his corner halfway through being in a fight. I think it would be amazing. And they won't well, be able to understand each other. It would be, be fantastic. Well, let's set the scene. Mike Perry recently posted on, what was it, Twitter or Instagram, one of his social medias, that he was no longer having coaches in his corner uh, and said it would be just his girlfriend uh, because he's tired of coaches <laughs> telling him what to do when they're not getting in there. He's too many cooks in the kitchen, I believe is the phrase. Uh, he basically just wants to go out there and do his thing. Uh, whether that works out for him or not is another story, but he's coming off his loss to Jeff Neal, I think was his last fight. Was that Jan- that was January. That was the Colby Covington Kamar Usman fight when Jeff Neal just tore through him, broke his face. Uh, but yeah, uh, Diaz Rose would be good. I like the Darren Till. <laughs> I like a uh, duo of Darren Till and Robert Whitaker cornering him because then oh, they would be just amazing. be just be they would be talking trash at each, like like really goofy trash at each trash at each other while screaming at Mike Perry, and none of them would be able to understand each other because they all have different accents. They come into the they come into the cage during the rounds and they're all just beating the shit each other out of each other. One of them sits on the stool. Be magic. I love that. What's worse, Mike Perry's face tattoo or Darren Till's shoulder tattoo? Ooh, they're both rough as a dog's arse. So um, <laughs> they both. Yeah. Uh, who? What do you say? <laughs> you they like rule. The <laughs> they rule. What are you talking about? Well, every, for our every, every tattoo that's ever existed has been awesome. Well, let's let me let's to to set the scene for Casey. Casey's the one that misses the tap out and Ed Hardy era of the UFC and regrets never <laughs> getting or wearing one. So uh, his uh, opinions on what is cool looking go out the window. Next question, Casey. This show sucks. I really wanted one of those Ed Hardy T-shirts. I'm so glad they weren't available in Ireland. What an unfortunate, the pictures. What an unfortunate sentence. Oh man, yeah. Like I mean, I admit it. I know I'm wrong now, but I I did want one at the time. From Susanna Fights, my screen got really blurry for a second, so bear with me. With UFC Dublin canceled or postponed or whatever, which European city will be the next to host a UFC event? And will it be before 2021? Hashtag the A sign, hashtag everything is hypothetical. Pizzi, I'll yes. ask you, if it's not UFC Dublin, where's the UFC going first in Europe? Oh, the UFC. What well, the UFC event? Ooh. I know they were talking about Amsterdam for a while. That would have been really cool. Uh, they were talking. Uh, they were also talking about like Glasgow for like that's what I heard. And then obviously Dublin, um, the first European city to host an event. I mean, the safe bet is London, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, be before twenty twenty one. I really doubt that. I really doubt that. I don't know why. Um, I just feel like the UFC is setting up on Fight Island or in in Vegas. Once this, once the 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 Nevada State Athletic Commission opened them doors. I don't see why else they go anywhere else. And uh, if they have Fight Island there for international fighters, I, I don't see why they'd be rushing back to Europe. And, um, you know, who knows when, like, different parts of Europe are going to be open again. The UK has been hit pretty hard. Um, so it doesn't seem likely. It's, it's very hard to fathom it um, when it could happen. And, and all the talk has shifted to um, Fight Island. So it, I don't know if before 2021, to be honest, um, and that's really sad when you think about it. But but uh, I know Cage, uh, I, I mean, KSW are putting on an event in Warsaw in a studio in July. I know Octagon, the Czech Republic have had a, 
are, are putting on event are about to put on an event maybe this weekend or, or the next weekend and there has been some other stuff i've been watching in eastern europe and so i mean there's a lot of events going on but the ufc i think that's a long shot to be honest very sad who do you think holds the first event in europe ufc or bellator <laughs> Well, from what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is all the European fighters in Bellator are currently uh, trying to get uh, visas, but they seem to be a lot more confident about the situation than the UFC fighters were uh, when the the Jacksonville when when people thought Jacksonville was going to be the base or the Vegas was going to be the base. Um, the UFC fighters I was speaking, they didn't seem confident they could make that happen at all. But the Bellator fighters. Are confident that uh, they will be able to get visas. There's talk of July U.S. events, U.K. and Irish fighters going across for that. Um, I've also heard um, some fighters talking about September. So um, I don't know who's for, who's forced to put on an event. Probably, probably the UFC, I guess. I, I don't know why, but I, you'd have to go with those lads, wouldn't you? Well, the UFC hit Dublin in 2021 then. Ooh, I hope so. I, I really don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too, because then I can go and hang out finally. Yes, and we can go and get you that tattoo. Yeah, I can't remember his name. There's a tattoo artist in Ireland that I really have to get put on my body. There goes your discount. There goes your discount. And, it was the <laughs> and it's gone. Look, well, who, look who we have on the show. Look who we have. We have a special guest. Oh, hey, Esther Lynn. Oh, hello, Esther Lynn. She wasn't able to be on last week because the technical gods hate us, specifically me. So, Esther, how, what's the crack, as Pete would say? <laughs> I'm just here to, um, I don't know, be emotional support. <laughs> Thank you, Esther. I need it as well. I'll tell you that much. I was, I was really looking forward to your debut. So this makes it even more special that you're making your debut on my farewell uh, show <laughs> for MMA fighting. Can we get Reggie? On, can we get Reggie to make his debut on your last day? Yeah, yeah. I'll text Elaine and see if he'll come on. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Reggie! All right. Um, He's kind of working as Elaine's assistant since everyone's working at home at the moment. So he just uh, kind of, you know, she isn't even paying him to tell you the truth. She's a real, I mean, employment issues there, big time. I mean, Reggie didn't get anything. He's getting paid in treats. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with unemployment in Ireland right now, right? <laughs> hopefully i can get a I job know, over man. soon man, jose just rubbing it in a lot of unemployment hey, there in dublin huh jeez hey, plus man. one Casey, <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking is that that gluey what is you what are you drinking uh oh, no. co coffee soylent ew I might ask Elaine to bring me up a can as well. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, what is our next question? Ah, questions. Let's go to a video question. Let's go, let's go to a video oh, okay. question right now. Hold on one moment. to get it queued up. I mean, it, it is evening in, in Ireland. So. Yeah, it is. And it's morning for oh. Jose and I, but well well past 5 p.m. over there. That's true. That's true. I might... I mean, I've seen, I've seen like, you know, Luke Thomas and Mark Raimondi having a shot of proper 12 back in the day. Like, surely, like, I mean, it's not frowned upon, basically, is what I've heard. <laughs> Somebody gifted me a bottle of proper 12 for Christmas and has yet to be opened, so. Someone gifted it to me before UFC 229. 
Good afternoon, Jose and Peter. Uh, just wanted to send a message to Miel Flower, Pizzi Carroll on his last day at the A-side. I figured I'd extend an olive branch from Dublin's beautiful south side. The sun, look at this sun. Sunny south side to Aww. the slums of Blanchardstown. Um, and I would just want to know from PT, <laughs> what has been your favourite aspects or event or article or wh whatever you choose um, from your time in MMA fighting? And most importantly, where can the fans follow you, uh, follow your work and continue to support you as you move forward with your career? Love you all. Peace. Thanks, Andy. That was lovely. That was beautiful. Beautiful jersey by from Andy. I know. I knew I liked him, but knowing he's a Celtics fan, just another like level. His girl is actually from Boston as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're living on the south side there. Uh, so my favorite moments, I, I think, was all the events we all did together. They were definitely my favorite because I was so nervous. I can't. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I couldn't sleep before uh, the first event we did uh, with Esther and Casey. And I was so nervous I was going to mess it up because I'd actually never been the, the on-camera person, really. I'd always been pointing cameras at people and no one could see me. So I was, you can ask Elaine, I didn't sleep for a couple of, couple of days before I went over and everything, totally spooked. And uh, then it was brilliant. Then it was brilliant. And, uh, you know, we did um, Abu Dhabi first. It was great. Then we did Melbourne. It was great. And then we did a course with Jose in, in Vegas, and it was it was brilliant. It was great, crack. I loved it. Um, they were all they were all my favorite uh, mo memories uh, that spring to mind straight away. And uh, what was it? Um, and, and look, getting the Eurobash started was was brilliant. You know, Jesus, that was great. Uh, and MMA fighting give us the platform for that because nobody had ever done that. Um, no one, no, none of the big sites had ever given a dedicated space for uh, European MMA like that. And I think it, it worked out really well. And I think uh, a lot of the European MMA fans were brought closer to the different promotions around here. So really proud of that, like uh, putting a kind of a bigger spotlight on KSW and Cage Warriors and promotions like that. So um, yeah, I think I answered that there. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, Pete Carroll. Look, it's even on the screen. <laughs> Bang. Yeah, that January card, would, we got so much work done on that McGregor card. We got Arsum at the Artem interview. I that know. Nobody ever it's saw. like talk like shout out. What's his name? The one with that that wears the bandana. Dawes Frank. Yeah, knocking out my mic my mic adapter right before the, the interview. We were by, so excited. We get back to and Casey. Oh, we we just see this interview we got and we press play. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was by accident. To his credit, there was way too many fans and they were all was, basically climbing on top of me while we tried to interview Artem and he accidentally knocked out our microphone adapter. So we have Artem and a bunch of fans screaming, but it's like no audio. Look at Phil there. Phil probably was getting panicked phone calls before I got on the flight to Abu Dhabi. Me going, oh, they're going to find him. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then as soon as as soon as soon Casey started giving me like a few digs in the back of the head when he wanted me to yeah, finish yeah, the interview, yeah. it becomes, you know, becomes commonplace. Have you ever been <laughs> Have you ever been kneed in the thigh by Casey? Oh, play, like fun time. full on, full on leg kicks and everything from behind. It's all, it's you know, it's fight week when we go out to eat lunch or something, and Casey's like, "Oh, what do they have?" And he just, and he just leaves you <laughs> in the thigh for no reason. Anyway, oh, uh, well, we this, that, we got, we a got a question for Esther. Huh? Hey, <laughs> Esther. Hi, Esther. I believe they spelled your name wrong. Uh, do you think that PT is the most flexible man on the planet? Yes, I do. Actually, I have what been you? present for many of those. <laughs> Uh, encounters. 
Yes, the fabled uh, incident at UFC 246 Fight Week where Pete C. Carroll decided to show me his flexibility in the middle of media day. Uh, Esther and Casey had front row seats to that. Uh, yes. So I think every there's going to be a lot of media that know that that exists because they were all there. <laughs> I can't wait until you start requesting me to do it. Do you know that thing about that? Uh, Casey, Casey and the hitting thing. One of the scariest things that's ever happened was actually in Abu Dhabi when he was like messing after we interviewed Jojo Calderwood and he he gave me like tipped me like uh, on the leg and Jojo was like, oh, I'll give you a proper one. I was like, no, 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 no. It's all fun and games here. Relax. Yeah, don't want to mess with. Don't want to mess around, Casey. I remember we were watching. I think I went to L.A. for, I think it was, what was it, BOLA, PWG, and then it was me, you, and our former coworker Sean Alshadi were watching the UFC Mexico City card, and then you were like, hey, let's roll, and then Casey just got full mount in about 30 seconds. I was like, oh, fuck all that noise. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go sit in the living room again. Hey, uh, anyway. I remember we kept, I was, I was telling Shane, he's like, Shane, you're using too much strength. You, you, you're not going to see it. That's not, you can't, you can't. Yeah, he got tired you, immediately. You can't curl your way out of this one. <laughs> he's so like, strong, man. I didn't he's know he was so strong. ripped as well. That was a real uh, revelation to me when we got to Abu Dhabi. I was like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like, <laughs> you know, you know like in The Simpsons when like Ned Flanders takes his shirt off, he's got like a six pack and everything. <laughs> that was like Shaheen. Like, goddamn, Shaheen. <laughs> you guys are saying all this now. You should go find pictures of him in college, man. Oh, really? M- imagine Sean yeah, with yeah. 100 more pounds of muscle. Yeah. Of just dense muscle. That's him in college anyway. What a dork. I know. Was he like super buff? He was just like really yeah. into like powerlifting and stuff. Oh. Like, I think he's really buff now, but he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? And then it makes you feel bad about yourself. And you're like, geez, you look great, Sheen. And he's like, uh, not really, man. This is me. I haven't lifted weights in three years. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Good afternoon, Jose and Peter. Steven. Uh, hold on. Oh, man. Let's go to the next question. Uh, From... John Mulkin, Johnny Anto on Twitter. Been thinking about a potential Habib versus Justin G matchup. Justin has hit another level with this new approach, but might Justin be better served going back to his kamikaze style of fighting in a fight with Habib? Well, um, interesting question. Uh, I would say no, considering this Justin Gaethje that we, what do we call it, calculated Gaethje? I know there's like C-level Kane and motivated BJ and like all of these, <laughs> all of these like these technical phrases. Gaethje. Like, technical Gaethje. Technical yeah. Gaethje. Yeah. Technical Gaethje. Technical Gaethje is a terrifying individual. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't fancy his chances about against Abib. To be honest, like I, I, I think he's brilliant, but I mean, <clears throat> and I know he's a great wrestler and everything, but. Where all the all the fun has taken place in in those Gaethje fights, the fight doesn't usually stay there for that long um, for Habib, and um, like yeah, I think Justin's amazing. I think he's, I'd, I'd probably favor him over any other fighter at lightweight right now. But yeah, um, Justin might the, just be the second best lightweight in the world. Mm, yeah, like, um, how it is. I want to see that fight so bad. I still want to see it though. So bad. I really want to see this fight. Because, yeah, even if it's because either either sorry either way either, either guys wins. They're going to have to do something that no one in the history of Earth has ever done before. That means Habib will have to hold Justin down probably 25 minutes. Hold him down. And no one's been able ever been able to do that. And, and vice versa, someone's going to have to knock out Habib. You know, because that's how, that's how uh, Gaethje would win. So two things, are, two things might happen that have never happened. So that's why I think that fight's incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah, and just looking at, like, Justin hasn't fought in a high-level wrestler yet in the UFC, if I'm not mistaken. Like, there's, I know there's a lot of, like, like lightweight has is very striking heavy, but there are good wrestlers in light, lightweight, and he hasn't fought anyone. I know there's also no one on Habib's level, so I can't really say he's fought anyone like mm-hmm. Habib, but who's he fought in? Like, Poirier, Michael Johnson, Eddie Alvarez, but he's uh, fought, but he's James fought. Vick, Barboza. Like, he's fought dudes that are going to stand there and just throw down. But he's fought in guys that have won matches using their wrestling. Because I believe Dustin beat Max Holloway because – Actually, it wasn't the striking. Is that because he was able to? He was actually able to wrestle Max and hold him against the cage and stall time. And Eddie's used his wrestling to win matches. Not in the not in the fight they fought with Gaethje, but he's used wrestling right. to win matches. So, I think he's fought he very lost good both wrestlers. Of those. I'm sorry, but he lost both of those. <laughs> he lost, but not, but not from wrestling. But not by, not from wrestling, just from the striking. No, yeah. And Habib will have to win through wrestling. I mean, if Habib can outstrike uh, Gaethje. Maybe tire him out and do kind of that thing where um, it was like the third round when he fought uh, McGregor and actually kind of won the striking because uh, a tired McGregor is not a, a much different fire fighter from a hundred percent McGregor. So um, his foot was a balloon, remember? Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Casey. My come bad, on. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah, Give yeah, the yeah, minus yeah. fair dude. It's a fancy record, but he fought him with a balloon foot. Is yeah. that what is that what he said on Twitter? <laughs> the the like the thing with um. Habib just seems to be like everyone's like, oh, can he take him down? But it's like it doesn't even need to be a takedown after watching the like when I when I was watching the Poirier fight up close and personal, it's like it's not like he really needs to take you down. It's like can he get a hold of you? Can he push you against the cage? Because he's not gonna stop on his first shot. He's gonna chain everything together. He's gonna be working towards your back. As soon as you kind of defend the back or, or get an underhook back, he's gonna be on your legs again. It's just completely relentless. Like I've never. Like, that, that was the craziest thing. I can remember me, Esther, and Casey speaking about it after, immediately after waiting for the press conference to start. And we're like, it's hard to even, for the coaches to even advise Dustin what to do in that situation. He's all over him. He is all over him. He's not, he doesn't even have time to think about what's going on. These are all second nature chain maneuvers from from uh, Habib to, um, to, to, uh, you know, eventually secure the takedown. Like, I, I think his takedowns are so good, it's kind of um, echoed in McGregor and McGregor fans, the way they talk about when they fought, like, oh, did you see the way he took him down, de- his takedown defense for the first minute? But what happened? He went down. He took him down. So what are you saying? He, he did well to stop him from doing what he inevitably did for 60 seconds? Like, that's how good he is at taking people down. People wear it as a badge of honor that they were able to stop a takedown for a minute. That's how good he is. I just, I think Gaethje is amazing. I love watching him. I've never watched a Gaethje fight that I didn't like. But I just think we we are we are very guilty of recency bias sometimes in this uh, uh, in this sport. And, and to yep. think he'll just run through Habib now is crazy to me. And not that you guys are saying that at all. And I love the fight. But I just run, can't pick him. I think run through is, uh, I don't think anyone's saying run through him, but... I think oh, that's, I just favorite. Said, that's just said. I have it down yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you taken the MMA Media 101 class, Casey? Yeah. You spin it. That's yeah. the headline. Spin, um, baby. I, but I favor Habib heavily. But I think I favor. I give Justin a bigger, uh, not bigger, but I. I think Justin has a better chance of beating Habib than Tony Ferguson. Yeah. But I, I was saying that even before the fight fell off, like the Tony Habib, the, the Habib Tony fight, I really liked. But in the back of my mind, I was like, the fight I really want to see is Habib Justin because I think Justin has a better chance of winning. 
Yeah, I would agree with that, especially because Tony is pretty comfortable uh, fighting off his back. So he would uh, allow Habib to take him down as opposed to fight to get back up and thinking that he could defend himself there. But mm, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> ah. yeah. I mean, it, there's so much to think about in all these fights. But um, do you like I mean, the, the, another thing about Habib, right? It, it, the thing that it, like I, I was there in MSG when he fought Johnson. And it, it seems like before the Connor fight, they were all like, oh, you know, but he got caught with the left hand of Johnson. And you're like, but what happened 30 seconds after that? He's on the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, how how is this? Like, but they made such a big thing about this. He got caught with the, the left hand and stuff. But have you guys, like, you guys covered Habib way more than me. Have you ever, like, is that the most he's been hurt, do you feel, when you've been there? Like, you're right beside him, Esther, when, he, when he's in these fights. Like, have you ever genuinely been like, oh, no, Habib's in serious trouble here? No. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't <laughs> it? The most danger he's been in, I think, was that guillotine that Poirier got. And even he himself said it was really tight, but he got out of it. That's the most danger I've ever seen Habib in. And I've never really thought, yeah, that's really one of those situations where I'm like, they'll probably get out of it. It's pretty rare that I'm like, oh, my God, this fight is over. Yeah. I think, yeah, that, I think it's that, a lot. that was one of the few times, a handful of times, if that that we've seen Habib be 100% defensive. Like, the like only thing he yeah. can worry about is getting out of this. I don't think we've ever had the scene. And that was, so for every, for what, how many fights he's had in the UFC, 15, 20, I don't know. We've seen maybe 30 seconds of him being, 30 seconds of, oh shit, Habib. Like, okay, got to get out of this, got to get out of this. 30 seconds, that's about it. So that's freaking incredible. <laughs> oh, Do you no, guys believe the, the mythology? I'm sorry? Oh, I believe do you guys believe the mythology of like he's never lost a round in AKA and, and, and stuff like that? Or do you think that's kind of hamming up? Uh, like I think it just, that's hamming it up. I think if he's not losing any rounds in training camp, he's probably training with the wrong people or training wrong. <laughs> you got to have people that like that are going to push you to the limit. You can't just be winning all the time in camp. Unless Agreed. you're just God and just can't lose to anyone. How are you supposed <laughs> to learn anything if you never lose? That's what I'm saying. Like, how are you going to, like, <laughs> hey, win or learn. Win or learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, that's it for the A side. We're good. See you next week. All right. <laughs> don't get any final say. That's our that's that's final segment. And Steve. And Steve. All right. All right, all right. Uh, let's go to a. That was a good one. Let's go to another video question. Video question. Hold on one moment. Just a second, just a second to queue up. <laughs> I still hear you. Oh, we forgot the music. The waiting for the question music. Yeah. Skibbity boop boop. Bibbidi boop boop boop, this cute boop. Skibbity boop boop boop. Bibbidi boop boop boop. Skibbity boop. I've been scatting for a while now. I've been scatting for. Pizza, you want? Jeffrey B. 
<laughs> Jeffrey B here. <laughs> Jeffrey Ahmed Barlow. Just did my Helwani boxing. Listened to the last episode of Eurobath <laughs> and MMA fighting. Feeling very nostalgic. That time I sent you my first video from a Starbucks. And uh, there wasn't a pandemic on. Those are the days. So listen, I want to cry a lot but that probably won't be the most pleasant viewing. So let's talk Connor's goat thread this week and have the goat discussion. Let's make it a bit more fun, a bit less high pressure. Let's admit it's a subjective discussion. There is no mathematical technical analysis that's completely objective here. There's always going to be your personal bias and filter. Like Ariel was talking to DC earlier in the week and he was saying, if we made the top five greatest fighters of all time list, very specifically a, the t fighter can never have been tainted by any drug allegation whatsoever, then he would have put GSP one, DC two, and it would have been a different list. So like, let's let our freak flags fly. What are our personal preferences here? Pizzi Carroll, I ask you, sir, the dearly departing, good luck in your future endeavors, Mr. Carroll. Mr. Young, Thank chime you. in. Casey, please. But Pizzi, who are your top five? And I would really like you to speak to each one of your top five very specifically. And, uh, Catch you soon, bro. Who's Legend. Wow. Legend. That was beautiful. That, that was, beautiful. was the best qu video question. One of the best video questions we ever had. Also, shout out to the Luke Thomas live chat shirt. He's been, yeah. <laughs> he's, been, he's been around for a hot minute. So shout out to that question. What was his, what was his name again? I apologize. Jeffrey B. Jeffrey, Jeffrey B. B. I wrote it down and Who I lost Jeff my notebook. Um, shout out to Jeffrey B. No books in the video this week, but 10 out of 10 shirt, 10 out of 10 question. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it last week when it was the most prevalent. Uh, so, Pete, I'll start with you. Connor's goat list. He put Anderson Silva first. He put himself second, but he said there's an argument that he could be first, and it will is easy easily he could see himself being number one when it's all said and done. Uh, I believe he put, what, John and GSP were like 3-4. Uh, and who was fifth? DJ was DJ in the mix. Uh, well, was John, he said, Jones and DJ, and then G I don't know. No, he said D he. No, someone, he said DJ wasn't uh, didn't compete against enough uh, quality opponents to be considered. <laughs> oh, he said Jesus. that uh, he someone asked DJ about him about DJ. He said loves Mighty Mouse. Uh, in terms of skill, he's one of the best. But he left uh, during a rivalry that was one and one to jump to another promotion out that doesn't have the best fighters and is fighting second tier competition. But he gave D Demetrius Johnson his credit. Uh, he just said he removed himself from the GOAT thread. Uh, and then someone brought up Habib. Uh, and he said, fancy record, but he only beat me when I had like a broken foot or something like that. Uh, so he puts himself second. And then like GSP John were 3-4. So GSP, uh, the only thing knocking him was he only came back to fight a one-eyed fighter and fake and never like defended. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, didn't uh, didn't come back to defend after the control uh, decision win. Yes, correct. So, PC, what do you make of the? Uh, you could give your opinion on Connor's goat thread if you want, but what's your top five? I'll say top four. We'll do Mount Rushmore. Um, my number one is GSP. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really look beyond that. I don't really ever do this top five madness. Um, uh, so everything's allowed here, right? This is if you know you've been pissed hot. Anything Jones has to be next. Um, like I loved Anderson Silva. I loved BJ Penn. Um, I guess in in hindsight, their careers. Um, you know, BJ's career has been tarnished, unfortunately. Um, 
Anderson's probably not so much, even though it seems like in this sport, you know, any other sport, we've talked about this before, yeah, yeah. Jose. If this was baseball, he'd be written, he'd be struck from the record. But um, I gotta have Anderson then. Um, I feel like I'm leaving out people. I know Esther and Casey and Jose are gonna kill me here and say names, yeah. and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Um, do you, do you have do you have uh, Nunes in then? You gotta because you know two way champion. I mean. She's, she's about she's to try to defend it. She's about to try to defend her featherweight championship too, so she yeah. could be the first one as well. I think DC DC has defended both, but uh, he wasn't heavyweight champion at the time when he won. He defended against Vulcan, so she would be the first two weight champ to defend both while reigning in both divisions simultaneously. If she right, beats, so I feel like you have to have two two lists. One is like, so Connor doesn't make my list a top five just greatest fighters of all time but he definitely makes my list of greatest prize fighters of all time yeah yeah um there's a really big difference to me um like like ronda rousey definitely makes my prize fighters list um and actually she might make my fighters list i mean my fighters list is maybe a troll job but you were asking about (laughs) who didn't i and jeffrey asked about who would still be on that list if you if they couldn't have also been tainted with drugs or failed any drug tests. And that actually takes out quite a few people. Um, and so Thanks, for my, my, yeah, for my round Mount Rushmore, that really just leaves GSP, uh, Sakuraba, Rousey and Fedor. That's a great one. That's a great, <laughs> I mean, I, that's a really oh, good God. list. That's a brilliant list. I was trying list, to pick a people that I would actually want on there. Uh, Fedor, obviously, his uh, um, view on women is a little problematic, or maybe very problematic. Uh, Habib, though. So, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, if you're, if you're going for people who have never failed a drug test, that's a, it's actually a little bit difficult because almost almost everyone's kind of failed something here or there. So. I do agree with what you are saying, though, about, uh, like, I find myself when I'm reading these threads by Connor, I'm looking at the people criticizing him. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Like, it's not it's not as simple as he didn't defend titles. He, he's crap. No way. He's brilliant. Brought so many eyes to the sport. Absolutely electrifying. Electrifying. Like, I've never been as electrified as watching a Connor McGregor fight live in his prime. That Mendez fight, things like that. Diaz, unbelievable. Um, but I also can't see him. I'm the greatest fighters of all time. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't see him as like the goat uh, either. But um, I do, I do feel like it is a very nuanced thing with Connor because he's done so many things for the sport. He, he's, he's pushed, he, he's pushed the sport to a completely new level. He's transcended the sport. So I think for people to completely ride him off as well, I, I think that's a great way of dividing up. Actually, greatest of all time and greatest prize fighter of all time. I, I mean, if you're going even prize fighting, like Chael Sonnen is like top four. Like top Brock two. Lesnar's in it. Brock Lesnar, like these guys that brought like Chael Sonnen changed the way we like single-handedly changed the way we sell fights. Now every single like called the Colby Covingtons and the Ben Askrens are all oh he's just copying Chael Sonnen. Like obviously mm-hmm. Chael Sonnen took a lot from Muhammad Ali. You took a lot from Gorgeous George, but Chael Sonnen completely single-handedly changed the way we we uh, sell fights to like he like who his last non like marquee fight I can remember. Was Nate Marquardt, and then since then, even then, Nate Marquardt, former former uh, Strike Force champion, uh, from then he's basically only fought Hall of Famers uh, from that point on. So Chael Sonnen wasn't, might not have been the greatest fighter skill wise, 
but he's top two. I'd say him, Connor, or like in terms of drawing interest in a fight and selling a fight. Brock Lesnar was just like Brock Lesnar didn't have to say anything. You just looked at him and you wanted to see him fight. He was just a he's a different specimen altogether. Well, that's part of it. Him not speaking is part of it. Yeah, it's like Fedor. Mm-hmm. Does Fedor stand up in the in the greatest argument? Like I, I can remember. Yeah, absolutely. Move on. Yeah, so many people say he doesn't. And I, I think I loved Fedor. Like, I, like he was such a big part of me even getting into the sport. My brother used to have all these videos of him, Baz Root, and things like this. You know what I mean? And it was it meant so much to me to, to watch them back in the day. And, of course, he's not he's not the most sculpted man in the world. And then to see him fighting these Adonises and doing what he did, I thought it was incredible. And then when I kind of would be talking about these things, maybe – fans who got into it, the sport through the UFC, they'd be like, oh, come on, man. It was all fixed out there. Oh, there's on this. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, oh, breaking my balls here, guys. You know what I mean? Do you guys I mean, have Yeah. This is how I feel about it. Even uh, he remained undefeated for nine years. At heavyweight. Heavyweight division. And that's just very difficult to do um, no matter what. There are no heavyweights that remain undefeated for that long, that fight for that long. Um, because... Ultimately, there's going to be a knockout at some point. There's going to be a moment when you even just slip on a banana peel and accidentally lose. That's just not something his um, dominance was from. Uh, actually, well, we, we all kind of agree with this later. But that is the fact that he was a light heavyweight fighting at heavyweights. Um, not cutting weight made a very big deal for him. He his speed really played an advantage. Well, it didn't play too much of an advantage when he fought people who were massively larger than him but also fast correct so i would say the other problem is i have a hard time counting um, someone's career in this greatest of all time conversation once they've started to fall off because it's not really fair some guys just don't know when to retire actually most guys don't know when to mm. um they they can't all be triple c and and know to get out when they're on top that doesn't happen most people like bj will go through this kind of like decline naturally as they continue to hold on to past glory. Yeah. No, you're dead, right? I, I still have lots of, um, my whole goat thing is to me, you always have to just, I think the unquestionable goat is GSP because he kind of fits mm. all my criteria because so, so, so say you want to count Amanda Nunes or Conor McGregor. Well, basically you're discounting, uh, Connor's early two losses outside of the UFC, and for Amanda Nunes, you're counting, you're discounting her three losses when she got no, she got finished by Alexis Davis, she got finished by Casangano. You're really, to me, you're counting her prime. You know, when she kind of hit that her last like maybe four or five years when she's just been completely dominant. But you're kind of discounting the early years with GSP from the first punch he threw for money to the last punch he threw for money. He was one. He was always the best or at least one two or three of the best and um i just think that's um just really incredible and i really disagree with Con- with connor's assessment that dj shouldn't count because um he's a small guy or whatever i think that's ridiculous because i think the smaller the weight classes the better the athletes are and i think those like those 45 guys and under you get the best athletes in those sports because Anything higher than that, especially the seventies, eighties, why you don't get good why why we don't get lots of good heavyweights is because those guys are going to sports we get we get real money. But say the little mm. guys like um DJ or even Josie Otto talked about this, 
he was just he was never big enough. Just his frame was never big enough to play to play professional soccer, professional football or whatever. And so I think what DJ does at those smaller weight classes is actually more impressive than um, big big old heavyweights. Interesting, just what Esther was saying there about Henry. I, I kind of feel like we should be celebrating that way more. The fact that, like, you know, he, he I know there's the whole thing, is he going to come back or whatever, but the fact that he is literally stepping away from the game at the very top, um, having achieved um, everything he, he pretty much set out to achieve, I think that should be so much more commended than it is. And not, th- not to say that I've been online jumping up and down saying, you're the man, Henry. I probably should be, but... Do you, do you think we, we should be kind of celebrating this more than it is, or are we just reluctant because we think, hey, in a few months' time, he is going to be back? <laughs> I think there's a lot of questions. If this is a wrap for him, I think you have to throw him at least in your top 10 all time. I mean, two weight classes, uh, being yeah. considered like arguably, not arguably, the greatest, fly, he'd be the greatest flyweight of all time. And then there were two people that people were arguing who the greatest bantamweight is, TJ and Cruz, and he finished both of them. The only knock right. is he has that loss to Benavides that he probably could have run back, but he just didn't. For But that's his choice. Go ahead, Casey. I know you, I see you trying to say something. Are we not counting Hennem Burrell anymore <laughs> because he destroyed his legacy after he lost? Because before when Hennem Burrell had his run, Hennem yeah. I, I, Burrell doesn't exist anymore. So I, th- I find it the weirdest thing. But I guess that goes into the Hennem yeah, Burrell. I guess it goes the into the legacy right? and retiring when you're on top. I think it's done. BJ is one of the greatest fighters ever in his prime, but he, he's tarnished his legacy. I feel anyway. Yes. Like I mean, it, it got this to such a point that we're like, even it wasn't even the fights then. It was like you know street fights. Like it would, that was that was really. I, I was I was enamored by BJ Penn at the height of his career. I thought he was amazing. I used to nearly start weeping when he walked out to that amazing entrance song. I just everything about him was like a superhero to me. And the fact that I think he even like the model that was with BJ, that the worship of him in Hawaii was very like the worship of Connor in Ireland. So I feel like that's something they kind of copped onto with BJ, that if you have a whole pretty much nature you, it makes you so much more special. It makes you a symbol. It makes you bigger than just a fighter. And um, I, I, I think it's terrible that I, that I, that he's not in the argument anymore, but, I, I can also understand why. I think, it, unfortunately, he has been tarnished. Legacies don't pay yeah. mortgages, so. That's, that's true. Legacies don't pay your that's mortgage. True. Legacies don't pay that, that, don't buy that new car. So, um, yeah, I don't, like, when people say they're happy that Cejudo's retiring on top, like, well, if he has enough money, go for it, but otherwise, I mean, that, what's that like? Right. But that legacy might make him more money in pro wrestling, though, because he can come in there, you know, thinking, though, he's like... It would open a lot more. It will open a lot of avenues for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're able to actually preserve it and keep it intact, you can perhaps uh, leverage that into future endorsements and sponsorships that will last longer than the time of your career on top as a fighter unfortunately as a as a fighter you just can't stay on top that long without also incurring um, an ungodly amount of damage to your body mm. it's uh, i i am actually kind of thinking about the you were talking about the wrestling there kind of a, a segueing it into like and now I'm made for it going into wrestling. And there's a lot of talk about Colby Covington now. And I know Colby Covington's um, 
he doesn't present himself as the greatest human being in the world, but I think he's certainly one of the best fighters, you know, at welterweight, like a very elite guy. Like, I mean, is this a bad look for the UFC that we're essentially letting Cejudo go because he, he can't get paid the right amount of money? And, you know, Colby, one of the best fighters, is is trying to... It seems like he's trying to position himself into the, the, the wrestling world. Like, is this is this a, a bad look for the sport, you know, in 2020 when it's meant to be... You know, when it, when it has this opportunity to be mainstream, well, well, it's going forward when everything else isn't. You know, it just it seems to me that that's crazy that a, a champion, a decorated champion like Zahudo can just walk away, like they can't they can't even have a conversation about money. That's that's wild to me. The business would have to change for the UFC in terms of how large their operation is versus so how the size of say boxing promotion because boxing, well, so box boxers make a ton more money because they're. Sh- of that revenue that comes in for their events is a lot larger. Oops. So if, if you think about how it's compared to like Henry will never, he could make more with the UFC and is it a black eye for the UFC for them letting him go basically because they couldn't pay him? Yes. Yes, it is because they're going to continue to lose athletes this way. But, uh, does it matter in the long run? That remains to be said. We don't know if, people as fans are more attached to the individual fighters or if they're more attached to the UFC as a promotion. Hmm. Hey, Esther, how's Fezzik doing behind mm. you? Uh, <laughs> she's, she's very sleepy. Ah, God. Ooh, look at the two of them. Ah, God. That was some fight they had the other day. It's good to see they're getting back to normal. Well, wow. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> What weight class? Who's heavier? I think it's heavier. Okay. She's coming Unfair. in. By about. She's coming in. What, what is she coming in now? What's her walking weight? It's like. Her, she's about 32 pounds. Woo. Yeah. Rebel is only like pounds. 20 pounds. So. Reggie is what? It's like 17 pounds or something. Yeah. Oh, he's man. like. I know. I think he's. I think he's seven kilos actually. So he's. Yeah. No, he's about. Yeah. I think he's. <laughs> Thank you for the question. Well, that was a great question. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, Smaller weight classes don't sell for the UFC. That's pretty much what I heard. Let me see. It's true in general. Oh, I got it. From, from, mm-hmm. from the user comments. From Maria Gronin, UFC has copyrights to <laughs> UFC, like U-F-S-E-A. <laughs> Uh, will this be the name of Fight Island? I don't know if that'll be the name, but I can almost guarantee you that'll be the hashtag. That'll be the uh, T-shirt, all right. I don't think that the, it'll be the name of Island. I think they just did it so that no one else could take that copyright in trademark. Uh, because after it was suggested, there's likelihood that someone would go out and try to trademark it. So the UFC being, uh, you know, pre- pretty hawkish uh, business folk. Uh, How dare you? And get that copyrighted uh it's too bad that last week tonight didn't get that trademark first because then the ufc would owe the money but uh yeah no i don't think it's actually gonna be used maybe for a barge fight that would be great i think it'll be a t-shirt and the hashtag but that's i don't think that's gonna be the official name of the yeah fight. No. i think it'll be like ufc fight island one ufc fight island two whatever you want to call no, it the, the first events are is gonna be called brahamas we know that it's gonna be called what Fight at the Brawlhamas. (laughs) 
and that's mm. A side. Thanks for watching. <laughs> we out. <laughs> what do you guys think it will look like? You're the creatives. You're the creative people here. What do you imagine it looks different? Like the event, there will be if it's Foyt Island, will there be like sea in the background? Will it be like will it, or will it just be another event? Like what's like how are they going to convey Foyt Island to the watching world? You know, if, if that they've made such a big deal, it feels like if it was just in the same room as the rest of the things, people are like nah. Yeah, you know, normally the UFC when they go to other territories, they have a tendency just to repeat and build the exact same show so that you would actually without that external you know aerial shot that they do at the beginning of the broadcast you would not know fight is um but for this one i would hope that they change that up and i i hope that they actually uh kind of remind like they maybe build it out more like the very first abu dhabi show where it was like an outdoor arena and had like a kind of a sheer covering over the octagon to protect the lighting grid um just do it like that i think because honestly i mean i've shot a lot of outdoor boxing and there's nothing better than the the photos you get from from something daylit um action is so crisp and uh sharp and uh just immediate it it really honestly is one of the best experiences uh and i would love to see them actually uh highlight the location of their fights um and i think they might because i mean if you're going to spend a bunch of money on buying an island for this whole thing you really should show it off yeah yeah and uh, that's um the, the the talk is i see twitter abuzz with the talk that it's yaz island do you guys think that would suit if, it, if they were to use that because i mean we were out there as i said earlier august was it last year for the habib and poirier fight it's <sighs> not really an island it's just kind of a i mean <laughs> Then it's just it's just in Abu Dhabi. It's just that's all. It's, it's, just, it's just Abu Dhabi. Just, they're just having bites in Abu Dhabi. That's all that's happening. <laughs> that, oh is that man, what it was. It I mean, was it's, 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 so hot. It really was, and they didn't have a, a facility. So what the hell is? I mean, I guess they don't need a, the crowd, right? I don't know what the regulations are yeah, in in, uh, in, the, in the UAE. So if the UAE is gonna just allow it. Just, I mean, it would be easy to keep people quarantined in the sense that like. There's a lot of resorts there that are all inclusive, so they could kind of push everyone into a place that, that one street on Yaz Island where like all the hotels are. I mean, yeah. you could pretty much just keep everyone in that one area. But I don't know. It's not really an island. It's like a. It's not really <laughs> yeah, it's an, not island. an island. Yeah, just. I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> it's just hot. Like geographically. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I don't even know where it's going to be. So I can't I even fathom what it's going to look like without even geographically knowing where it is because I would want a theme. So if it's not – if it's, I got to know where it is before I can pick my theme. I just think everyone's, right, exactly. everyone's impression of what Fight Island is going to be is completely wrong because their impression is going to be outside during the daytime and there's going to be some mermaids and a beach and a couple of dolphins jumping over the cage. It's just not gonna happen. It's just, it's just. Oh my God, dolphins! That'd be amazing. That's what I want. That, that was the so good. Instead of the bubbles highlight and dolphin, you know, and just squeeze. The highlight of my oh, week. Oh yeah. The highlight of my week in Jacksonville, outside of Tony versus versus uh, Justin, was seeing dolphins outside my windows in the harbor. That was yeah. for sure mine. Oscar Willis messages me. He goes, there's sharks outside. And I look and it's just dolphins. I'm like, I'm just like, British people are crazy. 
<laughs> I just thought those it are dolphins, crazy. Oscar. <laughs> look at those look at those cute sharks <laughs> okay. Okay. to be fair you can only see like you could see like them em like emerge uh with their fins and they go right back down so if you've never seen a dolphin before and you just see like that that fin oh, pop fins. up you're gonna freak out but i was like that is obviously a dolphin fin anyway well but, sharks are cute too they're they can be. they're also terrifying and the worst creatures in the world Oh, no, I, I, they're wonderful. Yeah. No, I hate everything about them. If, if they're, the only if thing they're I, so horrible, I, why I, do they have a whole week of... dedicated to them? I don't there's know. No, there's yeah, no Jose exactly. week. There's no Dolphin yeah, week. There's no Pizza I'm not week. A, there's I'm a not Shark a, week. I'm not, a, I'm not a swimming dinosaur that wants to eat every living creature in the world. Like They are the worst yeah, thing. That's why they're so awesome. Be. Why don't you try it out, Terrible. man? All right. Don't knock give it. Me some advice. <laughs> give me some tips. Give me some tips, Casey. You can't swim. Next question. I wish there was a pizza week. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's pizza week. <laughs> All right, let's get some. Moral of the story is sharks are terrible and sharks should not have their own week. Next question. With Masvidal apparently, quote, in camp and Usman and McGregor really being discussed at the moment, who is he fighting? My prediction Diaz rematch. God. Um, well, if he's going to take a fight, I only want to see Jorge Masvidal fight. I'll, fight. I'll see him fight any of those three. Uh, if he wants to make the most money, it'd probably be Connor. If he wants the belt, it obviously would have to be Kamaru. And then the Diaz would be the third one because what other fight would he want to even entertain out of those three that would make him any sort of money? So, Pizzi, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you think what's next for Jorge? Jorge Masvidal, the BMF champion, if you would. I just wonder what happened with the the Usman negotiation because it never seemed to get off the ground. Like, what? Like how far off were they? from that league because it seemed what was definitely going to happen Dana told us it was definitely going to happen how many times in January like I mean I wonder what happened there I don't it doesn't make any sense um, I think McGregor's not going to happen uh, there would have been way more talk of that if, if they were going to make that fight I think um, I think he's just posturing for that Diaz thing to uh, get whatever he wants from the Usman fight Um like Usman and McGregor makes no sense really like I mean it, it doesn't really the only thing that makes sense in terms of is McGregor's previous uh, prophecies from when he was like 2014 or 2015 about being a, a three time champion and him having that ability to get anything that he wants basically out of the UFC but um, I don't think it's a great fight for him to be honest the size of Usman is unbelievable um, what's next for what's next for him as well I still think it might be Usman I still think I it might too. be Usman Jorge said, that. Jorge did say, let's run it back. I hope you're at, at least you've got a new ab routine and this and that all aimed at Nate Diaz. Um, but I doubt Dana wants to make that fight. Dana didn't want to make that fight the second it happened. I mean, uh, do you remember our coffee talk after UFC 244? Casey and I were like, rematch. We want the rematch. We were like, we, yeah. there are questions out there. And then Dana was like, nah, no rematch. That cut was deep. And we were like, oh, okay, I guess that's the end of that. So uh, move on. Like, I want the rematch, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Nate Diaz never gets his rematches unless it's Connor. And then even then, he lost the second one. He never got the third one. Or Gray Maynard. That's all he gets. He just gets Gray Maynard. <laughs> just keep fighting <laughs> Gray Maynard. That's a Nate Diaz. That's a Nate Diaz. We didn't get a question for Nate Diaz, but Nate Diaz versus Gray Maynard because that's obviously right, what's you. happening. If McGregor fights on Floyd Island, who does he fight? Hmm. Hopefully, like, I want to see him fight Tony, but I don't think Tony should fight for the rest of the year. I don't think it'll be that. 
because because there's that history there with Paradigm as well and stuff. I just don't think they're going to do that. If he, if if Connor doesn't see value in you to take from you, he doesn't want to fight you. You know, yeah. like there's like and and Tony's value, unfortunately, as far as Connor's concerned, went when when he lost to Justin Gage. So it's just. I kind of feel like it's a huge leap to go from the Cerrone to, to Gaethje after what Gaethje just did. So I'm kind of like, would they do Diaz? Would they do do the trilogy fight? Could they possibly do that? You know, if he was willing to travel and stuff. Like, I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read read it. What is it? What Suzanne, does that comment Suzanne say? Suzanne from YouTube says, "PT is smiling, but his eyes look so sad." <laughs> That's just PC's face. Oh, oh. oh the lip quiver. <laughs> I think we always have your side. Let me see. Let me, let me. I, that, what if that's just the way you look? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, PC's not sad. That's just Ireland. <laughs> it took a, it took everyone a long time to get used to how I look, and now they're like, whoa, his, his eyes have different emotions than his face. I mean, his mouth, it's, it's hard. That's the, stand- the very sadness of Ireland in his eyes. <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of sadness. <laughs> that's a lot of sadness. It's, oh. it's centuries of oppression, <laughs> bad weather, and starchy to, starchy potatoes will do that to you. Nothing wrong with the potatoes. Hey, hey we've hey, mastered the potatoes. Hey. Oh, hey. I like potatoes just as much as the next guy. Well, maybe not Casey because that's the only thing he yeah. that he eats outside of his I pasty soil. I love potatoes. Love potatoes. I love it's going to happen someday, guys. Oh, we have potatoes. Some days we'll all potatoes. be back together. Have we had, like, how, many potatoes? Some how many potatoes have we had together? PT, like, oh, <laughs> this is a yeah. seventeen. I'd say. Yeah. Hey, Casey, are potatoes better than sharks? Sharks have their own weak. Potatoes don't have their own weak. Dude, it's potato money. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> is there a whole tell? Is there a whole week dedicated to it on television? Yeah. Probably not. Dude, dude, look, I'm looking on Twitter. You, All right, you, then here we no, go. Casey, do you, no, the UFC just announced International Potato Week. Okay. <laughs> MMA fi- Casey's no longer on the camera. MMA fighting is gonna, gonna gonna work on his lifelong project of making a documentary on Soylent and potatoes. Next question. You should, you should actually check out uh, fighter Will Flurry, a Bellator middleweight, and he has a hashtag called Spud Life. Uh, he's in <laughs> Ireland and he makes lots of meals after his workouts with Spuds. It's a beautiful thing. What a, what a quality Irish man. Well done, Will. Good shout out. Two part questions from. Uh, Buentello O'Burner, don't fear me on Twitter. Two-part question. Who has the best chance at slowing down France and Ganu? And how fast do you figure Paul well, – I don't pixelate. I can't even read Paul this. Buentello. Paul Buentello. Paul Buentello. All right. Answer both questions if you so choose. Paul Buentello. Yeah, man. That's a blast from the yeah. past right there. <laughs> um, who's the best chance of slowing down Francis? Stipe, Stipe. obviously. And, did it once and, already. Um, and Bontello, yeah. I don't think I don't think the the heavyweight division is ready for him to reemerge. I don't. I think I think not, Francis would be very worried if Paul showed up out of the blue. Definitely. Is is Francis? Does he fear the consequences? <laughs> this isn't this isn't for you. Con- God- this isn't for you, Connor noobs out here. You go get, go and fight pass and look 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 that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bontello was a quality shout there. Jesus Christ. Did he have did he have one of those big back advertisements the last time he fought in the UFC, or is that just my imagination? Like like goldenpalace.com, one of those or something, yeah. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I think he might have been one of the only guys to have one in the UFC because there wasn't a lot, but obviously it's still 
it's really still chic in KSW having the old body tattoo. Uh, body advertising. Uh, was Paul Montuelo the one that tapped out to strikes against Overeem? Like he got kneed in the gut and, and tapped yeah. out from getting kicked really hard. That was Brock Lesnar. No, yeah. <laughs> definitely not. It was definitely a strike force. It was definitely a strike oh, it was force a, fight. Strike force. It's strike force. You're right. It might have been a strike force. I was like, they didn't have fought in UFC. It was definitely a strike force fight. Uh, I think he was like over and fought a former former heavyweight like fighter, Paul Montuelo, and then he gets like destroyed by getting kicked in the gut, and then he taps out to it. Man, I, think, Overeem, I feel like that's the right guy, but somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Overeem is some highlight reel, doesn't he? Holy shit. Yeah, you're telling me. I can't Good read this. Question. Why don't UFC fighters walk with their belts like I'll they do in boxing? I'll tell you why. Because they just don't want to. We asked this question to Faber and Andre Feely, and they were like, ah, it's kind of corny. Uh, also, Shogun walked out with his belt once, and John Jones looked at it and was like, oh, I'm going to destroy this man and take that belt. So John, there you go. <laughs> when, when SBG well, they also don't get to walk out with a huge entourage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. You don't get like a bunch of people. Because the fighters themselves, the boxers themselves, don't carry the belts anyway necessarily. He's like, you got like 10 people behind you, each one carrying belts. I want to be one of those yeah. people. Just just yeah. carry a belt. They, who carried Connor's UFC belts? To, so, like, so Connor had both belts out when he walked out walked out against Floyd. I'd say, uh, well, Kavanaugh used to do this thing at Cage Warriors because they, SBG pretty much dominated Cage, sorry, Cage Contender in, in Ireland. It was a, it was a groundbreaking promotion at the time. It was brilliant. It was amazing. And he used to kind of walk out before the fighter with the belt. And they kind of follow him behind and they'd make their ring walk. I thought that was a good way to do it. Like the coach is coming out with the belt at the start and then the, the fighter is able to do whatever he wants with his with his walkout. I thought that was pretty badass. What I want to know is how come Fedor doesn't walk out with his whamma championships anymore? It's a good question. <laughs> next, you know, I wonder actually, where is it? The reason that, that the UFC fighters don't walk out with their belts is that uh, actually – I got to say the WC belt is just very fancy looking. And yeah. also the kind of the thing about boxing is a lot of those guys have multiple belts in different yeah, organizations. So to, to be able to walk out holding like four different belts is really different from just holding four of the same. Just a bunch just of yeah. belts. And now like I thought you would get in like, like what, like Henry could walk out with two. That's the most like, yeah, I agree. You see the green belt and then you see like the, the red, white and blue with the gold. I can't remember which ones are which. And then you see uh, like the money the belt. Burgundy one. Yeah. It's the burgundy and the Mayan one. belt. It would be phenomenal. MMA fans don't realize um, that MMA promoters are a little cheap, but boxing promoters, every time you win, every time you win a title defense, you get another belt. So, that's why remember DJ when he could DJ finally got that photo of nine belts. So, but the UFC they 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 don't give you a belt. They give you a ruby now. So they yeah they used to give you belts, uh, and that's why the DJ put took that photo right yeah. with like, all his belts. Yeah, but yeah yeah. yeah 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 that was sick. That is so upsetting that like this new belt is just basically to save a few quid. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of like I kind of like rubies. It's kind of fun. Dude. I don't. I want all the fucking belts. Not way. Well, just, get rings. Just, I like you, Max you Holloway. You want the fighters walk up just a bag, a bag full of jewels? Like, I'm the champ. Yeah. <laughs> come, are you kidding me? You're kidding me. You wouldn't want to see a fighter walk out like, come try to take my jewels, man. Like, come on, Casey. Yeah. What kind of question is I that? Can, I can see that. Like, I'm fighting for you know what? I'm maybe maybe you're right. Maybe like I'm fighting for a bag of rubies. I, 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 I still want to see them fight for a literal bag of money. So. I, that's what I'm saying. I, uh, like, 
Forget your belt. Forget all your belts. If someone puts a bag of jewels above the above the octagon, whoever wins gets literally a bag of jewels. Sign me up. Ten out of ten. That's amazing. That is a great idea. <laughs> now, Indiana Jones style, like when it, like you got to go through obstacles to get the rubies. And you have to you have to pull anyway. you have to rip into you have to rip your opponent's chest open and pull their heart out. Do Indiana Jones yeah. right? Is that? I don't think you rip the heart out. I think you got it carved out and then you got to eat. So you'd have to eat the heart too. Oh, you're, you're sick, mm. man. You're just yeah. Go back to Shark Week. It's Potato Month. Potato oh, okay. Month, baby. All right, um, we How got many one, You know, we are. We actually got. We have one more video question, but we kind of answered it already. But he he submitted it, so I want I want to make sure he gets a chance to do be on the show. Hold on one moment. It's Pete's last yeah, last episode. Last we episode. We can we can go longer. Do, do, do. Absolutely. Wait, which one? Wait, which one did I already ask? I forgot. <laughs> you did Jeffrey. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it and is. You did and Andy. You gotta switch the audio for inputs. Uh huh. Here we go. Here we go. I'm just gonna leave. What's going on, A side? It's Mike JB. So I think Fight Island is really just a front for the new fighter house for the ultimate fighter reboot if there is ever one curious what you guys think about that anyways that'll be all for me shout out to all of MMA fighting Esther Casey Jose Young Jose Young hair um another special shout out to PT Carroll uh best of luck oh, in all you do brother and uh thank you have a good one guys legend what a fucking hero <laughs> Mike JB is always on the scene for every single oh. UFC fight week. So if you're a MMA fan and you're standing outside the arena or at weigh-ins, there's a 10 out of chance, 10 chance you'll see Mike JB at least walking around saying hi to everyone. So that is a dedicated UFC super fan if I've, never, if I've ever seen one. Savage. So he thinks this is a front for a tough the Fight Island. I had never nice. even <laughs> thought or heard of that. Well, I, I know, like, like, look, Yuri Prohaska – Molly McCann, all these European fighters are, are putting up emojis and social media uh, posts that suggest that they are on the way to wherever or whatever Foyt Island is. Um, so I, I think it's definitely not a front for tough, but I'm very interested to hear more about this conspiracy, to be quite honest. I would love to hear how, how you put that together. I love a bit of that. Look into it. Yeah, I've, yeah, I'm actually really just curious about the logistics of the whole Fight Island thing, just because you got to think about there's got to be a medical facility, there's uh-huh. got to be a way to get get there. So either a you know a port or a small landing strip, um, and you have to not only house all the fighters and their corners and their training partners and all the UFC staff, but also all the camera people. Um, so there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm I can't I really. God, I'm so curious. When are they going to tell us? Well, when I was in Jacksonville, they said in two or three weeks, and it is just about two weeks. So hopefully we get something soon. But Dan also said a lot of things about a lot of nothing. So who knows? <laughs> How dare you, Jose? Casey, we can't hear you. Oh, we can't? Oh, no, we can't. Okay. Yeah, no, we can. No, we can. He's just saying that because we didn't want to hear you. I'm, no, we can't hear you. No, I'm just not. I'm <laughs> He's just, messing with us. Just, he is messing with us. I know he is. No, P, I can't. Pete, I can't hear you, Pete. I think you're muted. Am I? No, you're not. No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this 
soon as he said that, I was like, Casey's lying. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> I just like the idea that the whole coronavirus, COVID-19, was created in a Zufa lab just so we can get tough back on the air again. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, oh, like, wow. the, the long game that I like that. something I had not thought about Mike JB send us the thesis mm. on how this happened I am, I will love that yeah. I would read the shit out of that Trump, Trump, tough it, ends coronavirus emerges conspiracies <laughs> abound yeah. look, look at, <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the China flu it's the Zufa flu <laughs> I'm just well I mean I'm, I'm this might have this helped if Dana Don't fulfill his dream of owning an island so Okay. Yeah, they, I mean, have you guys heard anywhere else it could be, or are you just hearing Yaz? Have you heard any other like people I've talking? Heard, one location I've heard it could be off the coast of Florida. It could be Costa Rica. It could be somewhere off the coast of Europe. It could be off the coast of I don't know where. I've literally no idea. Uh, I've heard I haven't answers. heard any locations at all except for off the coast of Florida and Costa Rica. So, um, uh, yeah. No, I'll tell you no, what, no. I, I would love it. I would love it to be in Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a beautiful place. Uh, they get screwed over a lot by their government and the buildings. Uh, like they got that new arena that was. <laughs> there's a lot of weird. There's a lot of weird stories going on with that crazy that giant uh, stadium they built that they basically don't even have the rights to uh, in their own country. So uh, I would love it if it'd be in Costa Rica, but it would probably be a lot of red tape to get through that too. I don't know. I think Costa Rica is not even an island. No, but I think it would be off the coast of Costa Rica. It would be an island off the coast of. Pipe. Although Pipe I, I like it. still maintain, I still maintain, this is going to happen on the lighthouse. That it would happen Fire where? Island too. Say it again. This is the Island is actually the lighthouse island. It's going to be that. <laughs> it's going to be some like sad island off the coast of Scotland where there's just rocks. And a couple of dead birds. Death. Yeah. Imagine the amount of freelance gigs I could be looking at if that was the case, huh? <laughs> Come Hello. on, you're up. <laughs> you're up. You're, you're up. up. You're up. Okay. We can pull it up. So, <laughs> uh, here's our last question. It's a video question. Hold on one moment. Boop, 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 boop. What's going on inside? It's my JB. So I think Fight Island is really. No, no, no. It's it's a different question. He just hasn't. I was like, hang on a second. Where where's it gonna go this time? Here we go. Which way did he go? Can you hear me? Everyone hear me? All right, here we go. Now we're just stuck. Nigeria's answer to Manny Pacquiao, and um, I really believe that he could do that. You know, he is that kind of captivating. He's that creative. He's a very handsome gentleman too. <laughs> and that's important. That's important. Listen, you got to mark yourself. How do you think I got so far in this career? <laughs> Laugh. <laughs> Yay. Uh... Oh, <laughs> Look at me little hand. <laughs> oh, that was great. I was shitting myself before that. Oh my god. Oh well. Oh my oi. Oh the music. 
Lupis in Abu Dhabi ya. Sweat and book it there. Oh, still an elephant. Oh, yes, yes. Too good to pull for him. <laughs> Just tools. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> oh, yes. That one is good. Oh. Hey, it's in me fighting where the workout, I have a cat face. This is Sydney. Yeah, Peter Cole. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Look inside my luggage. <laughs> For those of you just listening, because I know we get a lot of listeners, uh, go watch Casey's montage of Pete's oh, time man. at MMA fighting. Uh, it was a lot of fun. That I think was beautiful. Fight week, UFC 246 fight week was the most fun I've ever had covering an event in my entire life. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that warmed the cockles of me heart. That did. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> so many good, so many good memories there. My God, I even forgot about some of them pictures. Like when we were going for food every night in Melbourne, walking up that road, <laughs> looking for a grove. We got fish and chips that night, didn't we? I believe. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Potatoes. Potatoes. Very essential. That, that, that was beautiful. Oh, oh man. That, I can't believe that. That's brilliant, man. Thanks so much, Casey. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> and some fantastic pictures there, uh, Esther. I love that one of us in Vegas. That was so funny when you just think about back on that. Everyone queuing up to take their picture with the, yeah, yeah. With the fabulous Las Vegas sign. <laughs> I was like, off to the side of it. Amazing. Amazing. I'll never forget any of that. I promise you. It, it, it will be... This whole thing with MMA fighting, it's the best moment of my career without a doubt. Uh, never forget it. And from from what I was when I came in the door to what I am now, it's it's massively, massively different. You know, you, you just gave me a, a brilliant platform, and I really appreciate it, guys. I love you all. You know, I, you know, I really love you all. So um, it's been nothing but a pleasure. Oh my God, it was beautiful. Love you too, Pizzi. Oh my God, don't let me cry. It's gonna. We're all gonna cry after. But before we go, Pizzi, remind everyone who the most flexible man in the world is. Oh Jesus! I hope <laughs> I can do this because I actually went for a run this morning. All right, here we go. Here we for go. The final time in A side history. It? Can he do it? The final time. Yay! Yes. He's done it. Oh, I nearly pissed myself. I nearly, I nearly got a bit of water. How do you do that in jeans? Oh, my God. And with that, Ooh. salt lamp is off. I am Jose. <laughs> that is Esther. That is Casey. I hope we're pixelated enough so you can't see us crying. That is Mr. Scissors. Casey Carroll for the final time. <laughs> I, we will not be back Friday because we have weigh-ins again because it's fight week. But for Esther, Casey, Jose, for the final time, Pizzi, we're out. I love you. I genuinely nearly pissed when I did that there. <laughs>
You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.